And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. The title of my message today is going to be God's Revealed Word. People ask all the time, what is God's will for my life? I remember asking that question. First, you need to start with what's written. The word of God from Genesis to Revelation is the will of God. There are so many things that God has in his word that uh, he tells us what he wants us to do. And I was thinking, I think about the song that, that uh, my sister was singing. I'm not enough unless you come. And I have my place where I sit down and I meet with the Lord. And I ask him, will you meet with me there? Because the, he's the teacher. The teacher of the word of God. So I'm going to use my Bible and some technology. Is that okay? Amen. Now, when I was asked to do this, when I was asked, when I, when I was told to preach this morning, the Lord, the Holy Spirit brought to my memory, 2 Peter, the first chapter, verses 12 and 13. Okay? 2 Peter, hold on. Sometimes this technology is not as good as people think they are. But I, I am grateful for the technology because I use it quite often. But I wanted to, to, to start that. Now, this, these two scriptures here are going to set up what I'm really going to talk about. Okay? Now, that's a purpose for me doing this. Okay? So the word of God tells us, Hallelujah. I want to also acknowledge my family and friends on Facebook, those who are watching. Now, what's, what I'm going to talk about, because I think about what, what, what Apostle Cheryl talked about a few weeks ago, the Holy Spirit. Then Elder Brenda talked about the Holy Spirit. Then Elder Tyrion talked about the Holy Spirit, and he asked a fair question, say, what is in you? What is in you? Now, the ministry of the Holy Spirit has a whole lot of things. Now, if you can, now I don't want to go into that right now, but, it, but Isaiah, the 11th chapter, verse 2, talks about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, what is in the, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the fear of, of, of fear of God. All of that is in the Holy Spirit, and you have it in you. But the Lord talks about in 2 Peter, the first chapter, he talks about what your responsibility is. What is your responsibility? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read chapter 2, I'm going to read chapter 2, verses 13 and 12, and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to read chapter 2, verse 2, all the way to 11, then I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to expound it, I'm going to expound on it. 12 says, wherefore, I would not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them. And be established in the present truth. Verse 13. Verse 13 says, Yea, I think it meet, or I think it fit, or right, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. How many times you have to, how many times have you ever had to tell your child the same thing over and over again? So we come to church every Sunday or every Wednesday, and the Lord tells us so many different things, and sometimes he has to put us in remembrance. 
of what his word said because we forget in this tabernacle we forget so God tells us in his word God tells us in his word he tells us in his word what kind of character we should have this is about character so what I'm going to do I'm going to put this down and I'm, I'm going to read this okay I'm going to read it when I let me get to it to chapter chapter 1 verse 2 all the way to all the way to chapter to verse 11 okay bear with me say because when I read this because when I read this I began to look at me you know the word of God is a mirror Word of God is a mirror, and it tells you who you really are or what you should be. Amen. Amen? And there are some things that you have to know as a believer, because even though you are born again and have spirit, there's a, there's a particular character we have to have. My children, I told my sons, I said, when you are out there in the world, you represent me. You represent me. When we're out there in the world, though we are not perfect, we represent God. When you were, when you after that you believe you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So God, with, with us being sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, there are some expectations that God have in you. Amen. So, verse two, go along with me, okay? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse three. According as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4. Verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. You see what he calls it? A divine nature. I'm going to explain that to you. Having escaped the world, having escaped the, the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. You hear what I said? Add to your faith virtue. I'm going to define some of these words for you. Okay? Add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, and to patience, and unto patience, godliness, and unto godliness, brotherly kindness, and unto brotherly kindness, charity, which is love. For if these things be in you and abound, notice they need to abound or increase in you. They they may they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus said, we must bear fruit. And then verse, uh, verse, uh, verse uh, 9 says, but he that lacked these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Now here's a warning. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Christian character. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly 
unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Luke, Luke 33 says, of his kingdom there shall be no end. So you do well, as, Paul, as Peter said, because there are sure word of, of, of prophecy that you take heed to what is being said. Because, like it or not, there's a new world coming. A world wherein righteousness will dwell. You want to be a part of that. Living on this earth is temporary. Let me say that again. Here is a temporary state. Because people die. We live in this world. See, I'm dealing with this issue with my, with my leg right here. It is a temporary situation. It is a thorn in my flesh. But I give God praise because I am able to still walk. I am able to still walk. So let's go back and let's talk about what God is saying here. Because there are different definitions here. Different definitions here. And I wrote these things down. Now, now listen to me, saints. The word, uh, Psalm 119, says, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is a mirror. So I had to, as I read this, I had to do some course corrections for my own life. I do some course corrections because these are character traits to the Christian profession. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go back. Let's go back. Because I'm the kind of person that when you say things to me, I need to know what you're talking about because you might say something I don't understand. You see what I'm saying? Definitions in the Bible are different from the definitions in the world. Okay? They use Greek and Hebrew and Latin for a reason. God started it right there. Okay? Let's go back. Let's go to up. Now, he used the word knowledge five times. He used it five times. Knowledge. How do you get knowledge, saints? You read. How do you learn how to do your profession? You have to study. Is that not so? It is the same way with the word of God. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that readeth not be ashamed, learning to rightly divide the word of truth. So we're going to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, these are things, this is not all of the revealed good God, word of God. This is what he gave me. Okay? So it's a character. It is a character correction for some of us. Now, like I said, some of you, some people, it's going to sting. Some of you all ain't got nothing to worry about. Okay? Jesus is soon to come. Jesus soon to come, and it's going to be without warning. You cannot play with your salvation. You cannot play with your salvation. I hate, to, I hate to be a spoiler, but death can come instantaneously and without warning. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. You got to be aware of all of this. But anyway, let's go back to the word of God. Verse 3. Go to verse 3 for me. We're going to talk about these. He says, according as his divine, somebody give me my, forgive me, could, could you bring my glasses? That's another thorn in the side. When you get older, your eyes get dim. <laughs> I'm sitting here squinching. <laughs> Please. Uh, oh, that's another thing. I forgot. I put them in my pocket. 
it's amazing. My, my wife's aunt told us, she was 80 some years old. She said, Annette, getting old sucks. I'm like, I said, who's she talking about? <laughs> we live in this fallen world, man. I tell you. Amen. I can see now, y'all. Okay, verse 3 says, According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Okay? Glory and virtue. See, divine power, God given us all this. We have so much. But it's, but it's up to you to seek it out. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, says Jesus. The Lord said that. And all these things will be added unto you. Verse 4. Put up verse 4 for me. I want to talk about this verse. He said, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Everything in God's word is yea and amen. And he said, That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world through lust. Listen to what he called it. He called it a divine nature. These things that I'm going to talk about, these words that I'm going to bring up, it's the divine nature. Now, this is what you are responsible for doing for yourself. Because he used, he used the word add to. You see what I'm saying? When you put gas in your car, you add, you add to some additives in to make your car run better. So God said, this is your octane. Add to. Okay? Verse 5. He says, and beside this, listen to what he says. Give all diligence. You got to put some effort in this. You got to put some effort in being, in, you got to put some effort into this. It ain't going to happen by osmosis. That's Pastor's favorite word. It ain't going to happen by osmosis. You got to put some work into this. You see what I'm saying? He says, beside, give all diligence, add to your faith. Now you got faith. Faith comes by hearing. You got faith. God gives all of us a measure of faith. But he says, add to that faith. Virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. Let me, let me show you what God said right here, virtue. Now he used the word diligence. In Greek it's called spude. It's pronounced spude. The definition is a careful and persistent work or effort. You don't just pick the Bible up, read it, and put it down. That's why he says study. Study. And he used the word knowledge. He used the word knowledge five times. Knowledge in the Greek is, is gnosis. Gnosis. The definition is, is far beyond what the world understands. It says precise and correct knowledge. Moral wisdom as seen in right living. We have to live right. People have to see us live right. He said moral wisdom. What is moral wisdom? Knowing what God says. It's just that simple. Isaiah 8 and 20 says, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. If they don't speak against uh, to the word of God. Now there are gods and gods many out in the world. But Jesus separated himself when he says, I am the way. He kept saying, it. he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes unto the father but by me. You ain't coming to God through Buddha. 
You ain't coming to God through Islam. Now that might offend some people. It doesn't matter. Because after you leave this body, there was a judgment coming. Okay? So if they speak not according to this word, there is no light in them. There's another word they, that he used to glory. It's pronounced doxa. Listen, saints. A condition of blessedness. A most excellent condition. A most glorious condition. When you become a child of the king, you have a blessed condition. You have a blessed condition. A glorious condition. You have been exalted above the world. You have a state of exaltedness in God. Now he used the word virtue. There are two meanings in the word virtue. The woman with the issue of blood, when she touched Jesus, Jesus asked this question, who touched me? Who touched me? And the apostle, of course, he says, you know, hey, you know, all these people, they thronging up against you, touching you. But Jesus said, I felt virtue. Leave out of me. Dunamis. I meant felt power. Leave from me. But here the apostle is using the word virtue, arate. The word is arate, this thing, Lord have mercy. Y'all can tell I'm not really up on this technology, but it's okay. Arate, virtue, moral excellence. I can think of two gentlemen in the Bible had moral excellence. The Bible says that Daniel had an excellent spirit in him. But then so did Joseph. Joseph was Joseph, Joseph had an excellent spirit in him because he was not moved by the touch of a woman. Moral excellence. That is that is what we are responsible for. Moral excellence. Temperance. Now, temperance is like, oh my God, is this what you mean? More uh, temperance. Ekrataye. Ekrataye is, is pronounced uh, ekrataye, and it is a Greek term, means self control. The virtue of one who masters their desires and passions. Young people, especially his sensual appetites. Oh, that's strong. Not that I have a problem because I've been married for 40 years, so I ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> self-control. But even in marriage, sometimes you got to have self-control. But anyway, and, and, and one of the things, one of the, one of the things that, that, that one of, the, one of the, the things that I have an issue with, my wife tells me all the time, you have need of patience. She slaps me upside the head with that all the time. You have need of patience. It is pronounced in Greek, apomone. Apomone. Patient enduring. Patient. Do, uh, sustainability, perseverance, forbearance, long suffering, tolerance. We're in a we're we're in a in an intolerant society now. People don't they don't tolerate each other. I was driving one day, the other day. I pulled out, and the lady was way down the road. And when I pulled out, it seemed like when I pulled out there, she sped up and got, she was right up on my tail. 
And I'm like, and then I looked in my mirror, she had that, she had that mean look on her face. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. And it, it, it's, it's amazing, man. I say, man, where's TPD when you need them? <laughs> but she got right up on my tail, and when I turned off, man, she sped on out right. She was right, she was about 35 feet, or, or maybe 400 feet from the red light. What is the point? Anyway, patience. The world has no patience, especially with Christians. When you're talking to people about Jesus, people, I, had a, I had a young man tell me one time, he said, I don't care what the Bible said, I never said another word for him. But when he's in my presence and I'm talking to my, I was talking to my other co-workers, I was talking about the word of God. So you are in earshot of what I'm saying. So that makes you responsible for what you know. The next word is godliness. Oh my God. The world has no respect for God. You ever heard people use Jesus' name and then use a, a colorful metaphor behind it? Or a colorful metaphor behind, in front of it and use the name Jesus? They, they, they don't have no It means Eusebia. Reverential respect towards God. My children have reverential respect for me. They honor me as their father. They may not always agree with me, but they honor me. You see what I'm saying? Now you can't, you cannot disagree with God because that, that is a losing proposition. But we should have reverential respect towards God and brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. It is pronounced in the Greek Philadelphia. I've been practicing all week. <laughs> and that word, this word still stumps me. Philadelphia. But it's just Philadelphia. That the word is Philadelphia. It's, it's the love we Christians cherish for each other or should cherish for each other as brethren. We give a holy kiss, we hug one another, and we do it with respect. We do it with respect. And the greatest of these says, First um, Corinthians 15 chapter, 13 chapter, agape. See, there is three kinds of love. See, you can love your car, but you are traded in. You can love your house. And your property but you will sell it but the love that we have should have for one another agape it is a love that is without any strings attached to it you see what I'm saying see my love my, my wife loved me because she loves me but if she if she loved me because of, of how I could be sometimes she'll trade me in too But sometimes you want a 2022 about model. <laughs> but she stuck with me. I tell her that all the time. I say, honey, I don't know. You stuck with me. You know, stuck, you know. And I told her, I told her a couple of weeks ago, I told her, I said, you know, we were meant to be together. I am grateful to the Lord for that. You know, the apostle Peter, you know, the, the, the Hebrew, the 12th chapter, verse 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also accomplish about a greater cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way and the sin which does so easily beset us, and uh, let us run with patience 
a race that is set before us. So Peter, even though this is written by the people in the past, he's one of those greater cloud of witnesses. Peter wrote this, this letter to the, to the church because he was, being, he was about to be executed. But he wanted them to know. So that's why he said, I want to put you in remembrance. We need to remember what the word of God says. We need to remember every, every, every time one of the elders or the, one of the apostles or one of the ministers are preaching, they're putting you in remembrance of what thus saith the Lord. So I'm, what I'm talking about is character traits. This, this is thing that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is already in you. It is already in you. That love that you should have is already in you. But the apostle Peter realized that that was a little bit something else that got to be done. So he tells us, he said, add to your faith. You see what I'm saying? Add to your faith. That's what he said. Virtue. Virtue. You have to be a moral. In Praise the Lord. I want to go back to that word. I want to go back to that word. We got to be different from the world because the world has its own idea about what it is to be right. You got moral people. You got people that pay their taxes, people that don't cheat on their wives or their spouses, people that do right on that. They don't even take a pen from the job. They are excellent people. But without Jesus Christ, there is nothing. Without the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the shepherd. I am the door. He, you notice the word he said, I am. I am that I am. That's what God told Moses at the burning bush. He said, I am the good shepherd. I am. I am. He separates himself from Buddha. He separates himself from uh, uh, Islam. All these other religions. If, you, if they speak not according to this word, there is no light in them. So, you know, I remember, I remember years ago when I was a teenager, one that, one, that, that, that um, thing with the Islam, where these guys were, I'm walking down the street. These guys come beside me with a van and they kidnapped me. They put me in the van. Come on, brother, let's go to the temple. Let's go to the temple. God did not want me to know anything about that. But I, when I, I went with them, and I'm sitting there, and I remember seeing two guys standing right here, one standing right there. They were like soldiers, and the guy was, the guy was sitting there, um, using saying things that for some reason it did not work for me because I know how would you because they was they were talking about the white man was devil here the white man was this I'm saying how do you take one race of people and then make them out of a devil it is the heart not your race it is the heart of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks what is in your heart what is in your heart? The Holy Spirit comes to separate you from the rest of the world. The Holy Spirit comes to show you who God is. Your responsibility is to seek. Your responsibility is to add to. Your responsibility is to come to the house of the Lord. Your responsibility is to take that word and use it. Your responsibility is not to be a, a hearer, but a doer of the word. Don't tell people, I can serve God at home. That's true. 
Don't tell people I don't got to go to church so I can see the That's true. But just if you know anything about uh, um, barbecuing, if you got a bunch of coals there, I've said this before, take one of them coals out of there and what happens? It gets cold. You don't come to the house of the Lord. You got to come where the fire is. You got to come where the fire is. You got to come where the word of God is being preached. Faith comes by hearing. You got to hear it. Now the word hearing means it is a continual thing. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. See what I'm saying? Your faith grows. See there are five stages of a, of, of a, of a human being. You're an infant. Then you're a toddler. Then you're an adolescent. Then you are a teenager. And then you are an adult. Some saints are still adolescents. Some saints are still teenagers. But you got to move forward. You got to move forward. You got to get it in your spirit because what God has for you is beyond anything that you could even really fathom in your mind. We got a, we got a world coming wherein the Bible says dwell of righteousness. Now notice that God didn't tell you everything is in the wind. Now you've, you've heard these testimonies of people that say they've been to heaven. You know, they, they still can't even tell you exactly what it is. Paul put it like this. I saw some things I, that's unlawful for me to say. I cannot say everything that I saw. You see what I'm saying? Because God don't want you to know everything. Because if it, it, I believe, this is just me. If you knew everything that was in heaven and what God was doing, the people you're going to see, people be committing suicide. So they can get to heaven. Your time will come. Your time will come. Jesus, when he comes, he asks this question. Will the Son of Man find faith? When he comes on the earth. Will he find faith? Where is your faith? What is in you? You got to get that word in you. Because you get the word in you. Then the Holy Spirit will have something to bring to your remembrance. When I was worried. When I said when I looked at this. And I was asked to preach this. The Holy Spirit brought to my memory. You know. 2 Peter 1. Verses 12 and 13. And that set up where we're talking about from verse 3 all the way to 11. Now, he says something interesting here. He says something interesting here. He said, for if these things be in you and abound. The point of this is that these things are to grow in us and abound. They make you that you shall neither be barren, neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the word knowledge. Knowledge. Saints, you got to know who Jesus is. The one thing a person never wants to be here is, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. People say, you hear people say, do you know him? The question is, do he know you? Does he know you? You see what I'm saying? That's why, that's why, that's why uh, the apostle in verse 10 says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. You got to make it sure. Do you not know who you really are? Do you not know who Jesus is? More than that, do you believe? Jesus asked the apostles, he asked them, he says, 
do men say that I, the son of man, am? He asked them that question. So they gave the classic answers. You Elijah and you Jeremiah are one of the prophets. And Jesus asked this question that every human being on this planet got to answer. Who do you say that I am? Who is he to you? And God helped you out there because he come, Peter comes back and he says, you are the Christ, son of the living God. And Jesus, it's almost like a compliment. He said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. God revealed to me who Jesus is. And I believe it with all my heart. And I'm praying, I'm hoping. Everybody needs to hope and pray that they be found worthy to wear white. John said, I saw a number that no man could count of every nation, of every people, of every tongue stand before God. And in the, in the book of Revelation verse 20 it says, and I saw the dead, small and great. That's the group you don't want to be in. Stand before God. And the books were open. Do you not know that everything you say, think, and do is being written down? Everything you do, and I need you to understand that everything that we do, I'm going to have to add myself in there because I make it sound like I'm not a part of that group. But everything, everything that we do is being written down. David says, all my members are written in your book. He says, every hair on my head is being counted. Amen. Now, if he can, if he knows what you look like on the inside, if he knows how many hair you got on your head, then he, you you better believe he knows what you said, thought, and did. You better believe that. So we're not gonna be able to fake our way into heaven. We're not gonna be able to fake our way into heaven. Y'all need to understand that. See, God see. And he knows the real you. I, I, I made this example. Let's see, my wife, y'all see me here, but my wife know the real me. See what I'm saying? So with her grace, she tolerates me. With God's grace, he tolerates us. God's grace is, 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 is the most wonderful thing that I found out. It is the most wonderful thing. His mercy is everlasting. And the word says, and his truth will endure to all generations. I don't care what generation, 100 years from now, none of us probably be here. And I'm hoping that all of us will be in heaven. That's my plan. And I'm like, Pastor, I'm going on the first flight. <laughs> Y'all have the house, the car, the bank account, and everything. I am going, I'm serious, I am going on the first flight. When that trumpet blow, when that trumpet blow, what will you be doing? When that trumpet blow, will you be changed or will you be standing there looking at the person's clothes that just left? Or will you be standing there listening to the radio when they start lying about what happened? Oh, it's an alien invasion. <laughs> you know, to be honest, to this world, Jesus is an alien. But he is in control of each and everything down here. God is faithful. I want y'all to know that God is faithful. I can tell you from my own personal, my own personal life, God is faithful. All, none of my children are in jail. None of my children are in 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 uh, <clears throat> in hospital. 
None of my children are sick. None of my grandchildren are sick. God hears my prayers. I remember my daughter called me when she was pregnant with my, my Ilani. And she was afraid because uh, the, the, the doctor said, said something that I didn't agree with. So I prayed. Because the devil is a lie. And I was, I was righteously indignant. I was righteously indignant about that. And I was upset because the doctor told her something that and it scared the bejeebies out of her. She called me crying. So what I did is I prayed right there. She's a beautiful, sassy little girl. And I'm grandpa. I am grandpa. No, no other kids can do that. I, I'm grandpa to her. You see what I'm saying? So Jesus is soon to come, saints. I don't, I don't know how many times that's got to be told. The world don't need the, the world doesn't know. When it happens, the world is gonna be lost. When it happens, the world is gonna be in turmoil. When it happens, people are gonna be wondering, I thought I knew him. I thought I was ready. This is part of it. The divine nature, virtue, knowledge. Temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. These are things that need to be in us. I got to admit, I'm doing a disclaimer here. I'm still working on this. This flesh, this flesh is terrible. If you, think, if, if you don't think it's terrible, read Romans the seventh chapter. The apostle Paul had an issue with that too. He said, that what I want to do, I don't do. That what I don't want to do, that's what I do. He said, I found a law there that when I want to do good, I'm going to do, I'm doing wrong. And when I want to do when I do wrong, you know, but my flesh is just, it's just giving me. He said, Oh, wretched man that I am. The man was being honest with him, said, I'm wretched. Oh, wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this body of flesh, the body of sin, this body of sin? We're struggling, people. We're going to struggle. We will not get into heaven except through tribulation. Now, we may not be in Africa. We may not be in Timbuktu or whatever. We may not be, we not, we, we may not be uh, dealing with a lot of people put a lot of our brothers and sisters in over there in Iran and in China and Africa, all the stuff that they're doing, they'll be, saints are still being murdered. God saw fit to put us here. And we have a work to do. We have a work to do. We have a God to glorify. We have a God to glorify. And you represent, you have the Holy Spirit? How many Holy Spirit filled people in here? Then you are, you are to represent your father. God is a father. He's a good apostle. He's a good, good. I'm not saying that because it's a song. But I know that he's a good, good father. Good father. He's a good father. Be diligent, people. Make your calling and your election sure. Follow what thus saith the Lord. It may be a little, we, we, we all have issues. We all have things that we have to deal with, right? 
We have things we have to deal with. But with the Holy Spirit, we can overcome. How many overcomers are in this room? Are you an overcomer? Amen. Amen. I want to give God praise. Because I wanted to put you in remembrance. Now, though you know them. That's what he says. Though you know this. Sometimes we have to be reminded. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. 